Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. There has been a huge surge in alcohol sales during the lockdown for suppressing Christmas, or I should say surpassing uh, Christmas and St. Patrick's Day, which was always our busiest period when it came to the consumption of alcohol in this country. And we all know the kind of relationship Irish people have generally with alcohol anyway. So much so that the demand has sparked a drinks price war between the major supermarkets. Uh, we spend almost £50 million on drink during the Easter week, uh, which was £6.5 million more than at Christmas and almost £14 million more than St. Patrick's. Week. And I'm sure Good Friday is probably in the list of high spenders there as well. Significantly, drinks um, such as stout and whiskey, which generally sell better in pubs, saw a big lockdown spike and stout sales soared by 187% compared to the same week last year. Spirit mixers were up by 94%, lager was up by 85% and cider and whiskey were both up by 62%. It is a very, very concerning thing and very concerning figures. And particularly when we see a lot of people consuming wine, which has become very popular over the last 10 years at home, I want to know, have you noticed yourself drinking more alcohol during the lockdown? Have you? And and by the way, I don't really drink. I might have a glass of Tia Maria at Christmas. That's all I have. And I did find myself, I had a couple of glasses of Tia Maria last week. So something I wouldn't extraordinarily do, I did. Normal, I just wouldn't drink. But I found myself having a glass of tea and Maria. I don't know why I did it. I didn't feel any better for it, to be honest with you. But I did. And I'm not a drinker. So I can only imagine for somebody who is a regular drinker or enjoys the social life of the weekend and having a few pints or a few beers or a few wines, that this has become a time. And maybe they might be doing it more often and probably too much. So I want to know, have you drank more? Are you drinking more? Do you think it's a problem? I know there was a suggestion some time ago by a professor in UCD that we should close the off licences during the lockdown. I, th- I don't know if we could do the blunt instrument situation in, this, in, the, you know, in relation to this particular type of situation, but I, I don't think we could do that. Um, I think people might go out of their minds altogether. But let me know what you think. And the question is, have you noticed yourself drinking more alcohol during the lockdown? I want you to be honest. Yes, you have or no, uh, you're just drinking the same amount. Now, to talk to you a bit more about it is Eunan McKinney, who's from Alcohol Action Ireland. Uh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Nara. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this, is, you know, this is a very, very concerning matter, isn't it? I suppose, you know, we have a bad relationship with alcohol at the best of times, um, but this is even more concerning now, isn't it? It is concerning. I think that, you know, we don't want to be seen to be causing people additional anxieties or additional stress and of course everybody enjoys a drink and you know we have always had our drink and we've always gone to the pub and that sort of thing but I think what we're seeing in these figures is largely a displacement of what we used to consume in licensed premises now coming into our homes and in that respect I think the biggest concern and the biggest worry we would have in relation to that is that when you pour that level of alcohol into homes who are undoubtedly under great pressure and stress as you outlined in your introduction that we have a, a bit of a tinderbox that perhaps is going to cause immediate difficulties for especially children where uh, you might have also, drunken parents or domestic violence or those because we know alcohol leads to all those situations 
It it does, and you know, in our work, in our ordinary everyday work, you know, we we advocate for the two hundred thousand children. We've estimated there are at least two hundred thousand children who live in homes on a day to day basis, where parental alcohol misuse is a real and present danger. And so now we have a situation where we're pouring an additional third or more of what was already in houses back into into homes. And that can and have I a devastating we, effect on a child too because as my, myself, my personal experience, my father was a very heavy drinker, uh, drank quite a yeah, lot. I think and and I remember that experience as a child of having a, you know, a drunken father in the home. Yeah, and I think, you, well, thank you for sharing that. And I think what the point with, about that is you'll appreciate is that children are, 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 the immediate reaction for children in relation to adults who are consuming alcohol in an excess is fear. It's fear for the alcohol, for the adult who is consuming the alcohol in the first instance. They're, mm-hmm. fear, they're fearful for the adult in their lives. And then secondly, they're more, they, they increase anxiety around their siblings and for themselves, the safety of themselves. But ironically, it's, their immediate concern is for the adult who is actually consuming the alcohol. And I think that, you know, we know that there is undoubtedly a heightened level of anxiety, emotions, fear, because of the COVID, right? And what we would say to people is, please try to re- remember, if you can, and recall that alcohol is a depressant. It is, 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 is in no way going to alleviate uh, your anxieties. In fact, it will exacerbate them. You know, you will have an increased rise in anxiety. It will, it will impact your levels of depression and undoubtedly contribute to a high level of irritability. So what alcohol essentially does is just masks the symptom momentarily. But it's a temporary fix. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, just, just, just like everything yeah. else. So in relation to alcohol sales, how deeply have we looked at these figures? When you say that well, we're replacing the pub with the home, are yeah. we drinking more or are we just drinking in a no. different place? Do you think we are drinking more? I don't think we're drinking more. I think, like, we know that in an ordinary world, we drink around 65%, 70% of our alcohol consumption is done at home, and around 30% or 35% is done in the, uh, in the licensed premises. Yeah. So to see a rise as we have, and Nielsen have tracked this, obviously, so it's not my data, it's not Alcohol Action Ireland data, it's Nielsen's it's trade data, they can see that over the last four to five weeks off the, the lockdown, that there has been well in excess of a 40% increase in the sales of alcohol out of the off-trade. Uh, that's your supermarkets, your convenience stores, your independent off-licenses, etc. So we know that that's in excess of what would be already, you know, to replace the pub uh, consumption. So I mean, that's a startling figure a for spike. Easter week, by the way. 50 million in Easter week, which is 6.5 million more than Christmas. You know what I mean? Exactly. That, that's a startling figure, isn't it? It is, but I mean, again, you know, just to, have, to take the opportunity to tell people that in Ireland, on an annual basis, we spend 7.4 billion euros on alcohol. It's an incredible amount of you money, know, isn't it? It's extraordinary. Course, amount of for money. somebody who doesn't drink, you know, I'm shocked I by know. these figures. So, like, these, these are huge. No, so we do, we, you know, and again, we're not, we're not, you know, we don't want to add to people's concerns over, over necessarily, but. It is worth making the point again that if you bring that level of alcohol into your homes, there is undoubtedly going to be a risk. And what, what again, we'd say to people is if you're drinking, which of course most of us do and I do myself, 
is that we need to remember that there needs to be a low-risk approach to alcohol, and that is to try and stick within what are the HSE guidelines in relation to the consumption of alcohol, which is 11 standard drinks for women and 17 standard drinks for men. And if we stick to that, then we won't have a problem. But if we're, you know, if we're moving And what is the that, average, by the what is the average consumption or units per person? I do remember a survey there recently where we were... 11 litres. We were second, I think, in Europe at one stage for consumption of we're alcohol. second in Europe in relation to binge drinking. So our cohort of binge drinkers are the second best in Europe. Right. Um, which, and is, that which is not something we should be, compa- we should be uh, awarded for. No, it's for, not something no. we should be awarded for. No, <laughs> no. There's no medals been handed out for right. that particular one at the A&Es of our hospitals. But was I, was I right in reading that the average person in Ireland consumes over 500 units per year, the average person? Is that, is that, is that a figure? It's 449 is notionally the, the figure, yeah. It's around, it's 11 litres per capita is how it's measured. It's incredible. And when you consider that I don't alcohol. drink, so somebody else is making up for the fact that I'm not drinking in that average figure somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've about 20%, just over 21% of our population who don't drink at all, never touch it. So there's a... But see, I think there's a level too. of boredom. I smoke, and I think I'm probably smoking more um, since yeah. the lockdown because... I'm at home a bit more, obviously. Now, thankfully, my schedule is okay. I, I'm luckier than most people that I'm still working and coming to work. But generally speaking, when I'm home, I'm not going out or I'm not going anywhere because I can't, like everybody else. So I, th- I think I'm probably smoking more. So is it boredom? Is it out of boredom people are doing it? Or, or is it to try and get them through this? Are people depressed? Do you think there's a level of depression in society or mental health problem at the moment? Well, I'm not, a, I'm not a psychologist, um, so, but I do think that I think all of us are experiencing a degree of mental heaviness about this particular matter. And, you know, we're, we're all under pressure. We're like, we're, it, it is natural that we're deprived of the social contact that we, you know, have always had. We're deprived of interaction with our families apart from, you know, some Zoom type issues. And yeah. I think there's undoubtedly a, a factor where people are emotional and stressed and heightened anxiety around this. And I think that people traditionally, it's fair to say, traditionally in Ireland, we've always turned, you know, the drinking population have always turned to alcohol at times of stress. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing new in that. I mean, you, every funeral in Ireland is, is essentially, you know, marked by the opening of a bottle or the, the yeah, cracking of, of a can. Yeah. And, and we do that throughout many, many episodes in our lives in, in terms of whether we're joyful. It was always stressful. our Dutch courage, wasn't it? Well, to, to yeah. some degree, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it's not surprising that we would turn to alcohol. And I think that, you know, in the immediate sense, we can go back to the figures that are su- suggesting that there's an over there's an over forty percent increase in the off trade sales, and I think that is, you know, in the first instance, you would say, I think that is trying to displace or try to replace the level of alcohol that was consumed in licensed premises. And what's and uh, so? What's the solution? I know. So um, well, well, sorry, sorry, you and I. I know there was yeah, a, pro- a professor from UCD there recently. I can't remember his name now, but, but he suggested. Joe Barry, yeah. Yeah, Joe Barry. Joe Barry was, of course. Yeah. And Joe had suggested, you know, during the initial stages of the lockdown, early in the lockdown, actually going back about two weeks ago, he had yeah. suggested closing the off licenses. Um, yeah. I mean, it, that seems draconian for most people, and I think that may cause more problems than uh, actually heal the problem. Uh, do you think there should be some sort of restrictions on the purchase of alcohol? I do. I, 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 I take your point in relation to what Professor Barry said, and I think he was making a, I think he was making a broader observation, but I think that became a bit of the headline of it. But 
so I would I would support your your idea that we wouldn't close the off licenses or the or the, the selling of alcohol in supermarkets because I think that would have undoubtedly other unintended consequences. Yes. So I think what we would what we would suggest is that perhaps we would look you know the, the CMO and perhaps the emergency uh, public health team that is in the Department of Health perhaps they should look at perhaps considering restricting the availability of alcohol, either by quantity to the individual or perhaps by restricting the hours of opening. And I think that would help because, again, we're only talking about small percentages here that can make a, a big difference. And mm-hmm. this type of activity has been, you know, it has been done in other jurisdictions, from the Caribbean right across the Africas through to Australia, New Zealand. There are That's many right. Australia do restrictions. The yeah, they, they you're only allowed to buy so many beers in a pub. And exactly. All that. Yeah. Now they ha- as it happened on last Friday, the Western Australia, the state of Western Australia, actually lifted that restriction because they have perhaps come out the other side mm-hmm. in some ways off the curve, flattening this great phrase, flattening the curve. So they probably have they've gone back to. Uh, but they, but but what they did do was they restricted the availability and they restricted the quantities. Um, and I think that's a reasonably sensible suggestion. Because so I, I know, because to, I did come out of the supermarket one day and it was a... Yeah, somebody, you know. I, I seen this couple coming out of the supermarket the other day and they had a trolley and all they had in the trolley was toilet rolls and beer. And the beer yeah. was, there was like, I don't know, about five or six slabs high in their trolley. And I'm going, are they going to drink now? Are they having a party? Are they going to drink that themselves? Because I maybe know. I'm well, just being nosy. Yeah, I think one of the issues that's involved there is that there is opportunism been been taken by the alcohol industry uh, to engage somewhat in a little bit of a price war here, so mm-hmm. certainly we can. We, we've documented it in terms of the you spoke in the introduction about the level increase in Guinness and Stout, and I think that's you know that you can see throughout the supermarket certainly and the convenience stores that there is a bit of a price war going on whereby you know eight cans or four cans are been sold at special offers and largely beneath what we would consider to be the minimum unit price of those products. Right, okay. Okay, so, so, you, so we're actually encouraging it is the, the problem, yes. I think there's a little bit of that. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of that. Certainly at, uh, in beer, there certainly is definitely a price war going on in relation to the sale of alcohol. All right, well, I, I, I wouldn't disagree completely with you that there should be less some level of restrictions either around the times they open, as you said, but I don't know whether that would make a difference to just make them a lot busier at those well, times I, they're I, open, but, but also maybe restricting it to, say, one slab, one bottle of spirits and two exactly. bottles of wine. Exactly. Some degree, some degree of individual quantities that would say, "Listen, it's not a hot. You don't, you don't, you don't need fifty liters of beer. No. Um, you know, perhaps you could just work within the, the four liters of beer." Yeah. And like again, go back to the low risk guidelines. You know, every five hundred millimeter can, five hundred milliliter can of beer is two units of alcohol, two standard drinks. So if a man is having stand, seventeen standard drinks in a week. That's really only about eight cans of beer, you know, so yeah. that's your lot. So a slab should do you. Anything beyond yeah. that, you're starting to really impact your health at all sorts of levels. All of right, course, but- if you go beyond that, you're into a really acute alcohol episode. You know? Right, well, look, we'll have to keep watching that space because it certainly seems that, amongst other things, are, are becoming a huge problem during this lockdown. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Una McKinney Thanks, from man. Alcohol Action Ireland. And I suppose the warning is for everybody out there. Be very conscious that it's so easy to fall into that trap of boredom I suppose when you're watching TV all the time and yes we're all kind of turning into television addicts at the moment because there's very little else for us to do you know thankfully the weather's been good so we can get out the back garden if you have a back garden and do a bit of DIY if you don't have
have a back garden, you're in a, an apartment somewhere, it can be very difficult. Uh, you're bored out of your head. And one can see how alcohol consumption could alleviate some of the boredom. But as Eunan rightly pointed out, you know, alcohol is certainly not the cure for boredom or depression or anxiety. In fact, in fact it actually creates more of it. Uh, Ken, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ken? Uh, how's it going, Will? Ken, are you drinking more? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, most certainly. Yeah. And when you say more, how much more? Like twice as much well, as you normally day. would? Every day. Yeah, yeah, I never really kind of drank every day, but it's funny. I'm now kind of out of boredom as well. And yeah. Used to go around seeing people and so you were driving here and there, you couldn't drink. And Yeah, of course. You know, of course. Well, that's a, that's another it's, thing, of course. Yeah, people yeah. are not driving, so they're, they're thinking, that I sure I can drink now because I'm yeah, not driving. Yeah. yeah. And then you're at home all the time, then you're smoking more. And kids around you don't kind of tend to smoke as much. But when you're there, they're not there, and you're, yeah. you're on your own kind of there, you know, and you end up smoking. The devil, the, the, devil make, the, the devil makes work for idle hands, Ken, I can tell yeah. you that. Tidy up the back, yeah. doing all that, just made it more inviting to go out and have a drink in it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then with the, with the good weather, uh, that's making it even more. And have you gone from what, like 20 smokes to 30, or what, what do you, what do you, do? when are you smoking today? Yeah, I was smoking about 20, so I'd say I'm up between the 30 and 40 now. Oh my. Yeah, I've, I've noticed and I'm smoking about more. I'm smoking a bit more. I know I that. I still work, work in the food industry, so we're still, yeah. still considered an essential. So I'm still working, but it's just too much time on my hands at home. Yeah. And do you think it's having a negative, the, the amount of alcohol now that you're consuming now, how many cans would you be having a day? Like? I mean, ranging from anywhere, from, say from four to well. And do you think that's having a, a negative effect on your life now? Yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. 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 I'm going to get an up knackered in the morning. <laughs> and how do you feel about this whole lockdown? Are you depressed? Are you, are you, are you supporting it and thinking, let's, let's just get in and do this? Or how do you I, feel well, about I, I it? I do support it, okay, all yeah. right, but it, it is getting me down. Yeah. It is getting me down, for sure. Not saying anybody. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is getting me down in any way, for sure. Yeah, I think it's getting a lot of people down at this stage, you know. I mean, cabin fever, I suppose, in some sense, you know what I mean? And I know people are saying, well, you're, you know, you're lucky and I'm lucky because I go to work. But in saying that, when we're finished work, we still have to go home and sit in the same house like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And then when you can walk, you're socially distancing from people as well. So you're not exactly no in the heart of it, as such, you know? No, I'm not. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying doing the show as much as I always did, but I'm not enjoying coming to work as much as I used to. Because when oh. I used to come to work... We had the crack, you know, there was about, you know, 20 of us in one part of the office here. And, you know, you'd have a bit of a break, a bit of a laugh and, you know, a bit of joking and crack. And Andy Bad News, who's our boss, is a bit mad. So he yeah. would do mad stuff during the day and keep us entertained. But all that's gone. Yeah, uh, and we're all away from each other now. And, home and that's yeah. it as well. Like, sorry, there's no one in the office. No, there's only five of us here now. A few people out on the floor then and we're all in our own areas. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and there's just no crack anymore. There's no, no social no. interaction. Yeah, they gave him the canteen and you're having your, your break. Well, yeah. I mean, we used to have like two, three people sitting at one table. Now, now we're all on our own and we're all spread out. Yeah, we're all like loners, aren't we? Yeah, and we're all there on our phones. Yeah. Oh, that's probably another thing that's affected. People are now obviously interacting more with uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram yeah. and everything else. You know what yeah. I mean? So you've, you've found that the drink has, you believe it's helping you, but it's not a good thing. That's obviously. not helping, no. No. <laughs> I don't believe it's helping it's just gets me through the night 
Yeah. Well, keep an eye on it, Ken, for your, for your yeah. own sake, and particularly the smoking as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just had a smoke and that was an issue. Well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there, there's numerous reports coming out about smoking. Helena was only telling me this morning there, there was another report coming out now about smokers are actually faring off better, whereas two weeks ago we were told smokers were faring off worse when it came to the virus. So you, you just don't know who to be believing anymore. There's just yeah, new information yeah. every single day. But certainly, look, smoking's not good for you. We all know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're going to get it, get it. They, they're <laughs> going to get it, you know. I mean, as well, and yeah, when they kind of accept it, you know, maybe a good thing if we all just got it. And yeah, well, I, well, essentially, I suppose the end result is probably that is going to happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the headline here, coronavirus on patients and healthcare workers to be tested with nicotine patches after French study shows smokers are less likely to catch the disease. Now, again, you know, obviously this is just one report. Somebody else's report will contradict that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just, we were, we're all... Well, don't leave people to smoke more. I mean, well, we're grand. Yeah, and, and by the way, I'm not encouraging anybody to go out and start smoking <laughs> or anything like that. Because let's be clear about it, smoking is not good for you. But it just goes to show you the kind of information we're getting on a daily basis that we're all trying to consume. And it's very difficult for everybody. And I understand the situation you're in, Ken. And I stay away from Facebook for information because, yeah. you know, oh, absolutely. it's not exactly true. No, no. Facebook can tell you if you rub Rice Krispies on your head, you won't get it, for God's sake. <laughs> and I know, I know there's somebody listening at the moment going, hmm, Rice Krispies. It's hard, huh? but we have to do it. Yeah. Listen, um, Ken, thanks, and I wish you well, and I and I hope I hope you get yourself back to normal soon, all right? All right, see you, Ken. All right, okay. It's very difficult for everybody, it really is, and, and at least Ken is extremely honest about it, that he's drinking too much. He's drinking way too much. He says up to 12 units in a day. 12 cans in a day, anywhere between, he said, 4 and 12 cans in a day. His cigarette smoking habits have gone from 20 to 30, 40, he even said, he suggested there as well, because he hasn't got anything else to do. He gets home from work and he's in the house all day. And obviously there's bits and pieces that he can be doing around the back garden, but that's just made the back garden, he said, more inviting for him to sit out and drink in it. And I can get that. And a lot of people are in the same boat. Are you in the same boat? Have you turned to alcohol? Are you smoking more um, because of boredom? Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 87 uh, More domestic cases uh, because of alcohol abuse, an extra burden on the already stretched system. And of course, that's something we have to be very conscious of. Uh, people who are living together, who probably shouldn't be living together, be they male or female. Um, and obviously domestic violence um, is a big problem in society at the moment, particularly when people are forced to be together who don't want to be together. Whereas, sorry, I can't come on the air, but if people are using drinking and smoking uh, to, bore, to cure the boredom, they are just weak. This isn't forever. We have our health, which is number one. People are like uh, what they were like when they had uh, the snowstorm at Christmas. Uh, they need to stop acting like it's an apocalypse. Now, hold on for a second. It's nothing like the snowstorm. You could still walk out in the snowstorm. You could still go places. The pub was still open. The restaurants were still open, most of them, in the snowstorm. So it's not the same as the snowstorm. You could still go to the movies. You could still meet your parents. You could still see your grandkids. It's only for a few weeks. Uh, well, I'm glad you think that. My wedding abroad in June is more or less postponed, and we're gutted. But you don't see me necking 12 cans a day. Cop on. Tis no wonder the next generation are immature, uh, disrespectful and full of themselves because their parents are weak. Get fit. Start a new hobby. Stop turning to alcohol. Christ, what have we become? I think it's some JKM it says there, but I think it's probably means Jim. Well, JKM or Jim or wherever you are, I'm delighted for you that you're such a wonderful person. Um, all right. <laughs> um, let me go to... <laughs> so, so many perfect people in the world, isn't there? Carl, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Carl? How you doing? 
Uh, Carl, I mean, it's difficult for people at the moment. We all know that, you know, yeah. and depression and boredom can lead to people doing things and taking up habits that they shouldn't, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, are you, have you drank more? Are you drinking more? I don't drink myself now. But like, like you, I had one drink, just uh, I had a, one whiskey the other night, just, just, I don't know why I did it, I just did. Yeah, I was the same. I don't know why I did it either. I had, I had a glass of tea and the and I have no a idea friend, why. A friend was over and he was having a, a drink, so I just happened to have one. But right. I, I, normally I don't drink and I, I just drink maybe and have a beer on my holidays or something. But I do find that I, 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 I work for essential services and um, I've noticed that a couple of weeks ago when we first had this lockdown, I drove from Walkinstown to Bray and yep. back and not a sinner on the car, car on the road or people walking I didn't come across a sinner now you do the same journey now two weeks later three weeks later the, the roads are packed and there's lots of people out as a sign to the girl there Lena, there's, there's a queue for the off license there at the moment I see with Eight people are seven or eight people outside and three or four inside. Mm-hmm. And that's that's at ten past twelve there now. That that looks like a lot because when you when you see the queues outside places, it always looks no, like they're I, very busy. I do busy. appreciate it's sort it's sort of a long weekend for a lot of people finishing yeah. up or, or not walking at all, maybe you know. And, but the way I see also, also now is if they don't have the money, if there's a million people on the on the dole and they're complaining now we don't have the money, but they have the money to drink. I don't understand it. And that, but yet you look around other countries, Thailand, South Africa, a couple of other places, they've, they've banned alcohol sales for the month, this, all of this month, you know. Mm-hmm. And in Ireland, you just couldn't do that because the people would go, oh, they people go mad sitting, sitting in the home regardless. And then they'd also go mad if they don't have drink. But that's the culture that we've, we've, we've had in this country for a long time. You know, like for example, like, I'll give you an example, just, just the mentality of it that I don't agree with, but. Like, I could be in work and I, I deal with people, you know, lads from country or whatever, even dumb lads, whatever. How was the weekend? You know, it's been Monday morning. How was the weekend? Ah, oh, grand, grand. No, but I took it easy. You got a few points in anyway, didn't you? Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, no. And they, they think it's a sin if you, if, you ha- if you didn't get a few drinks in. Well, that would have been the attitude of my father uh, many, no, many years and, uh, ago, yeah. I, I find that a lot. It's still there. To, that culture is still there today. I'm no, shocked. Are, are, are you shocked by these figures, by the way? The figures today say that we spent 50 million on drink in Easter week. 50 million. That's yeah, six and a half million more than we spent at Christmas. Well, yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what, uh, if it's Christmas, Easter, or when. It's, look at, you only have to look at the figures. Maybe like, my, my family are abroad. I, I, I spend a lot of time abroad. You go out... And, and people don't get don't go out drinking to get plastered. In Ireland, they do. They're, like they're not happy unless they're going home, falling into a taxi. You can't just have two or three and walk into a taxi. No, they have to fall into it. So I I, I don't know. I, I don't like to see it. I, I, it's one of the reasons I, I don't go out in Dublin or, anymore because people just they lose the run of themselves in this country. Well, Irish people have always had a problem with alcohol and a relationship with alcohol, but I think a time like this has exasperated that problem, hasn't it? It has, and it's not going to get any better. Um, you, you know, I've been on the show a couple of times with my sister and my brother are doctors, and the talk of the talk of the town, from what I can, I can make out, is we're not coming out of this until we have a vaccine. And I've other medical people in, living in Canada and 
we're, we're not coming out as we have a vaccine, so people are going to have to... Uh, firstly, I say Simon Harris is afraid. They don't want to shock the people or shock the nation. Um, to tell them that, they're going to have to sit in for that end of time. I haven't seen my own parent in 77 years but, of age but, but, but that's, that's not a fact. And, and, I, and I, as much as I appreciate what you're saying, and I know you have people who are medical family or whatever they work as doctors and okay. nurses, that's not a, that's, that, that statement you made is untrue. Because mo- a lot of scientists, a lot of scientists around the world are saying we can't be aiming towards a vaccine because we may never have a vaccine that works. Well, this is this is also yeah. the thing because we, they're looking at that, and this strain is constantly, constantly mutating, slightly, slightly, and they are really, really struggling to get this vaccine. Really and, struggling. And as I said, so we may I, never I listen. Have one. I listened to a guy in the United States. He was a virologist and they're working on a vaccine currently at the moment. I know Johnson & Johnson are working on a vaccine. There's a lot of other big companies working on a vaccine and they're all saying the same thing. We may never have a vaccine. But if we do, they're trying to get it as quick as possible. So the point is, we can't be working towards a vaccine. That's not a plan. And for one minute, if our health uh, or the, the National Health Emergency Team or our government thought that people are going to sit in their houses for 18 months, they have another thing coming. That's not going to happen either. Well, as I said no, the other day on the news, um, there, there will be no mass gatherings in this country till at least September. And well, that's, uh, that's uh, more realistic. No. Well, that's at the minute. That's just like the lockdown or the lockdown for two weeks. Oh, now it's for another three weeks. Now it's for another four to three weeks. This is going to be exactly the same. You mark my words, because. But they, well, and and you know, and I I'm not completely disagreeing with you, Carl. That there's a strategy there in place not to give us too much information too quickly in case it upsets us. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying to you, the the human psyche and human beings, we we are very supportive. We're being yeah. most of us. Most of us are being very compliant. But as you wrote, noticed yourself, there is a lack of a bit of complacency there at the moment yeah, because sure. because people are getting bored. And I can tell you now, and we've seen it in other countries around the world, in Italy, in America, in Spain, that there comes to a point where people will say, "We've, we've yeah, we've done enough. We've tried our best." You know, what I mean, we're human beings. We're not designed to be isolated from other human beings. You know, this has to stop. That's that's a certain a certain amount of individuals, but there's also a certain amount of other individuals now still at this stage saying, "Well, what can we do? We have to sit in, otherwise our parents will die. Well, I, our grandparents will die." I don't know any individual who's going to be willing to sit in his house for the next year and a half. Or no, no, but look, then again, you have to look at look, you, you're saying people are. I, I think we're all. I think we're all happy to accept that for the next year and a half, we're going to have to be conscious of being close to people we don't know. Uh, it's a social distancing when we're shopping and and going away, or you know, weekends away. We're all going to be very conscious of that. And I, I think you know, like of air travel and cinemas, we'll all have to adapt somewhat. Although Michael Leary said he won't be adapting to anything, um, but we'll all have to adapt. And I think that's fair to say. But yeah. I think to, suge- well, to suggest that we will have the current restrictions for the next year and a half is ludicrous. Well, I, I would say we would have a lot of those restrictions, and we're, even with shopping centres, everything, and schools, we, we may have schools one to two days a week, staggered mornings and mornings and evenings, that type of thing. But there, I can I guarantee there will not be mass gatherings in this country until we have a vaccine, because we, there is no way to stop it. Okay, well, we'll stay there a second. Uh, that's a very depressing thought, by the way. Let me go to John O'Day. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Good afternoon. Okay, I don't want to get into the whole conversation about lockdowns and mass gatherings and everything else because we've kind of covered it so many times and, we, and there's nothing new. We, there's no new information in relation to it. There won't be until the 5th of May. But in relation to, you know, this drinking, John, um, you know, we have an unusual relationship with alcohol in this country. Can you well, understand why people are now turning to alcohol? I can, because I, we've never went through anything like this before. 
I mean, even going back to the Great Famine, I mean, people could make, I mean, pudding in the bogs of Marago. So, I mean, but this, uh, what annoys me always, you know, is the whole thing is that uh, Paddy the Irishman, like, I mean, is the only alcoholic on the planet. Like, other people, especially, as I said you before, people in Eastern Europe, they don't go to the pub as much as us, right? But they are seriously heavy drinkers of vodka. Well, yeah, but, 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 John, you do have to accept the Irish people are the second in Europe, second highest in Europe for binge drinking. Yeah, but there's, there's, we consume more alcohol than nearly almost every other country. But just, just the fact that you mean that the alcohol sales have gone up. I mean, that was a given. Number one, because the pubs were closed. Number two, people started drinking a bit more because they were cocooned at home. They couldn't go anywhere. And look, if it gets, if it look, okay, you would chap on where you go there. He's, he's in connected. He's taking full cans and all the stuff as well, right? But I think I can understand that. Like, I mean, and that's do you drink, John? Do you drink? I, I do, yeah, I do. And, and, and have, are you drinking at home now at the moment, yeah? Yeah, not, not obviously as we speak, but I mean... I'm not, I'm not going to give anyone free appetite nobody really take a bottle of beer, right? Okay, yeah. okay. And have you noticed you're drinking more bottles of beer than you would normally drink? No, because I, I've kind of got good... I'm not bullshit, you know, but I've got good willpower that way, right? But I, I see nothing wrong with people. And those people like that are being observed in the supermarket buying maybe throwing a lot of drink and the thing, they're probably buying it for relationships as well and leaving it at the door or for their father that can't get out that likes a few drinks as well. Not everyone likes to have a bloody big slab and say the thing is going to go home and turn into... Uh, or even alcoholic, yeah. Yeah, or turn into to the Simpsons and start drinking like an idiot, you know what I mean? Okay, but do you think we should restrict uh, alcohol action and suggested maybe res- some restrictions? It's not closing it down because I know that was suggested a while ago we closed what, the office. Which, which I, which I but, no, that was ludicrous. It was a ludicrous yeah, idea. Okay, but I, I think that was a wider conversation to basis that Joe Barry wanted to open up. But in re- should we restrict the sale of alcohol? In other words, to, you know, you know, one bottle of spirits, one slab of beer and two bottles of wine at max in a, you know, in a single purchase. Should we, re- should we restrict it? Under no circumstances, no. You should be entitled to buy if you want to. So if you want to go in and buy five or six slabs and fill your trolley up with them, you should be entitled to do that, you're saying? You should, of course, yeah. yeah I mean, that's entirely, like as I said again, who said that they're large for you? I mean, you could be distributing them, leaving at the doors of your friends or revelations or whatever, but to say that, like, I mean, you could only buy, let's say, three or four cans or, or just one bottle of beer or whatever or two bottles of beer... No, 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 you would be totally against that. No, no, that's a very minimal amount. I'm saying a slab. What's, what's in a slab? 12 cans, is it? In a slab? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. again, I mean, Nigel, just because the, the guy is seen buying the slab, like, should, that might last him. Like, contrary to what people might think, like, not everyone would drink that whole slab in one go and one night. That would space him out maybe over three or four Yeah, well, that, and that's fine, but I'm just saying, why not restrict it to that? So if he wants to buy more, he can go in the next day and buy another slab. But what I'm no, saying... I, I just don't agree with it. It's just like we saw what happened with Prohibition in America and what happened there. I mean, gangsters, older people and everything, and killing and mayhem. But no, no, I, I think you should be entitled to buy what thing. No. Okay, well, well, let me... Sorry, Carl, would you, would you agree with restricting the sale of alcohol or limiting the amount of alcohol a person can purchase? Yeah, there'd be no harm in doing it. It's something like what they do at the airports. You're allowed this and this and that's it for yeah. a person. You know, and if you want more, you can come back the next day, just like you do with paracetamol. You can buy paracetamol in this shop. You want another one, you have to go to the next shop or something, yeah. So it makes no, it, it just makes it more difficult. I mean, John, you could go from one shop to the other if you really wanted to, but it just makes it a bit more difficult for people to binge drink. But people are going to binge drink anyway, like, let's be honest. I know, I know that, but I'm just saying, you know, by restricting it, it makes it more difficult for people to do that. that. They might not want to do it then or bother. I mean, you can only take one pizza, like, I mean, and then you're going to... Ah, there's a difference in eating a pizza, pizza, John, and drinking the slabs of beer, for God's sake. (laughs) 
can't be comparing the two. No, but there's a huge problem with obesity here. Like, I so know, yeah, going, but you can't we, be stopping we, people buying food. Are we going to limit <laughs> the, the amount of pizzas and you can buy together? You, you can only No, but you can't be limiting people buying food. You can't queue up for two hours outside a supermarket for a, tr- a slab of beer and then have to queue up outside another supermarket for another slab. You know, then we just leave it at that. Say, oh, I'm not queuing again. No, no, you know? no, the one thing I always had the problem with now was like, which, uh, and Michael Martin was the problem with that, and he brought the alcohol into the grocery order going way back that the supermarket list after selling it back below cost, you know what I mean, the big slabs and whatever. Mm-hmm. I always have a problem with that because that, that encouraged people then, you know, to, to, to drink. Well, 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 that's what's happening people. at the moment. There, there's a price war going on at the moment among some of them, in, particularly in relation to stout, because obviously that's something that people normally used to, well, didn't buy in cans, but prefer to have in the pub. But of course, they've seen huge increases in sales, uh, significantly, actually, when it comes to stout and whiskey. Uh, okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Loads of people, by the way, texting. Well, they believe they have a problem the person themselves. My mother went to the off-licence last night for a bottle of wine, but came home with two, because it'll save me going out again tomorrow. That was obviously her own quote. But when I went to the fridge this morning, uh, there's only half of one left. She's still in bed. So, so she obviously uh, drank a bottle and a half of the wine where she only went out for one bottle. I get you. So it is encouraging people to drink more. Um, another person says, I lived in mainland Europe for many years where there's a stereotypical image of the drunken Irish still endures uh, and was sometimes a bit hard to take, if not downright depressing. Only the Russians have a worse reputation than us. Um, I would agree with you. The British are pretty bad, by the way, as well, for drinking at home. The Brits drink quite a lot. But we're second, second in Europe and probably very well high in the rankings around the world as well when it comes to the consumption of alcohol or units per head of population. Are you doing things that you shouldn't be doing at the moment, by the way? I'm not suggesting you shouldn't be intimate with each other, but there has been a huge increase in pregnancy tests. But we did find out a little bit more about that. And by the way, particularly in deals in Tala. What is that? What does that even mean? Why are people in Tala doing it more than everybody else? But um, I've heard through the grapevine that a lot of people are now buying pregnancy tests because there was some rumour on Facebook or something online suggesting that if you test yourself with a pregnancy test and it's positive, it means you have the COVID or something like that, which is complete and utter nonsense. Can we just put it out there? Pregnancy tests do not work for COVID-19. There is no urine test at the moment for COVID-19, all right? You can't test your urine for COVID-19, all right? Let me go to Julia. Uh, Ju- or Julie, sorry. Julie, how are you? Oh, Julie. Ah, sorry about that, Julie. Hold on, I'm coming to you now. Julie, how are you? How are you? Sorry, I lost you there for a second. You were over on the other line, way over there. Glad to hear you're well anyways. Oh, we're all good, Julie. How are you? I'm okay, I'm okay. I had an operation, but unfortunately it can't go ahead just yet because of the COVID. Oh, hopefully not a serious operation, is it? It's only for an ankle, so, um, but like the rest of the What's wrong with your ankle? I broke my ankle. Oh, right. Okay. And, and why do you have to have a, a surgery or an operation on it? Um, well, I broke it and that bone fixed, but there's two bones that they have, there's a gap in between them, so they have to be put together. Right, so they use pins and stuff like that, is it? Or, I don't know, I've oh. never, I, 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 all a brand new experience to me. Oh, right, and hopefully never have to do it again either. But you're, but, but you're finding better things to do than drink. Absolutely. But you know what I did notice? I was at the, I was out the other day getting some shopping and uh, it was about half nine in the morning. And there was a queue for the off-licence. So, t- so the off-licence doesn't open until half ten, does it? Half ten. Yeah, yeah so they were queuing for an hour. Half ten, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, when I was coming back down at quarter to eleven, it was still quite busy, yeah? Yeah. 
So there yeah, were, they, yeah. so people are willing to stand in a queue to get there early to get the first to get in line. I couldn't Jeez, believe it. That's I was mad, like, isn't what it? the hell? Is would you be bothered? Well, now I know no, some people would. Not. I wouldn't be bothered, but I know some people would. No, no, no. Sure, but why would you do that? Like, I just, I just think like global pandemic and all. You know, you don't you stay safe, like. Yeah, I mean, and staying yeah. safe doesn't mean getting plastered out of your head in your own no. house. No, no, no. Well, I gave up drinking. Did you? Yeah. When? October. Okay, good for you. And how are you, you. how are you finding the change? Um, I won't lie. When the pubs are open, I probably will go for a drink. <laughs> Just but a it quick has one. To be done. It has to be done. I broke an ankle. That was the last of the situation. So right. You so know. you're going to celebrate the new ankle when you when you when you get a chance. Then hopefully. I'm just going to celebrate life if we all come out of it. Okay, Niall. <laughs> we will all, Julie. We all we'll we'll all come out of this. Okay, we we all most of us will be grand. Yeah, well, hopefully, please. Sadly, some people, sadly, some people will lose their lives. Uh, But most of us should be grand. You know what I mean? And and everything will be okay. And we can look back at this part of our life. Actually, somebody said the other day they're going to write off 2020 completely. It actually won't be in the history books anymore. Oh, that's, yeah, because, like, I had a friend, that little boy was making his communion, and that's cancelled as well. Yeah, I know. There was a funny sketch there, and there was a teacher talking to the kids in the history class. And he said, OK, boys and girls, turn to page 22, 2019. And a lot happened, as you can see. There was a lot of change in government. And now let's move to page 7, 2021. And one of the kids says, where's 2020, sir? And he goes, that didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, but look, it was a bad start to the year. But, you know, we can get through this, please God, and we'll we'll, we'll get over it and get out for our pint. What do you reckon? (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe I'll start drinking, Julie. (laughs) Maybe that'll be a good idea. Because you won't stop. It took me long enough to give it up. (laughs) All right, but stay there for a second, because Joe, Joe, are you keeping yourself busy? Um, I tried to keep busy, but... Right. I I ended up in the doctors with... uh, I had a, a, a permanent headache for like 21 days. Right, okay. Yeah, so I went to the doctor because I was getting nervous. Yeah, some good bloke, by the way, some bloke texted in earlier on and said every time they go to bed at night, he said he finds it really unusual his wife has a permanent headache. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different kind of headache. <laughs> Is it right? Okay. okay but, uh, no, it was waking me up at night. It was kind of getting out of bed at four, four, four or five in the morning. With the, the pain was waking me up. Right. So I went and... For the first time in my life, I was put on Valium. Oh, no. Uh, tension headache. Uh, the stress was manifesting itself in headaches. So you're getting an anxiety type of headache. Is, yeah, and anx- I wouldn't be a stressy, anxious. And are you stressed? Are you stressed at the moment? Do you find yourself anxious and stressed? Well, what happened was I was working. I worked kind of three jobs between uh, work, college, and out gigging with bands at the weekend and very okay. busy bands. And then I went from that you to... Weren't the, you're not the girl that was on primetime last night, are you? No, I am. No, they wouldn't let me on that, you mad. <laughs> there was a girl on primetime and the, the report they had, and she was a singer and obviously did a few bars and pubs and stuff like that. She was also in college and she also worked, so I just like, just put two and two together. <laughs> no, very similar though. Yeah, yeah. And she was, oh, <laughs> but, she uh, was, she started crying. She was so depressed that she missed it no, all. No, I'm not depressed. I was, I was just getting nervous about the, the, the fact the headache wouldn't go. And there's only so much over-the-counter stuff you can take. It would last for four hours and then the headache would back. And, and I hate taking over-the-counter stuff if I can avoid it, you know. And how do you but, feel about the fact, that, the fact that you're going to be on Valium? How do you feel about that? Oh, I, I was on them. I took them and they, they did work. And I mean, I'm such, I don't know, I'm such a coward like that. I mean, five milligrams and I was like, this isn't doing anything for me. And then I was holding the wall, going up the stairs at night, then to bed. Right, okay. But I didn't like it. So I was back with the doctor because they're continuing again, but... She didn't prescribe anything else for me. But she did say to me that we're, we're human. We're, we're not designed to be alone. 
you know, where no, we're we're there, and, I, and I mentioned this the last couple of days. There was a great study done back in 1988 with humans and primates and how damaging yeah. to our health isolation yeah. can be. Yeah, and so, I live alone. I don't live with anybody. And, right. you know, I, I, like, which I, I have always suited me. I didn't want to live with anybody. And then when this happened, because if I got bored, I'd got, you know, jump in the car and go up and see my brother's kids and bring them yeah. out and spend time with them. But I, the fact that I couldn't do that. Yeah. So it was all just getting in on top of me. So I did have one or two um, blowouts with uh, the booze. Right. Um, but I, I don't drink at home anyway. I'm, I'm quite social with my friends a lot. But not being able to do that. I, I heard the rumour the last bank holiday that the off-licences were closing. And I'm ashamed to say I went straight down and bought a... a you stocked up? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I can understand why people would have done that, to be honest with you, Joe. Uh, yeah. But look, but I hope the headaches stay away. And, and by the way, maybe it's, and I'm sure your doctors discuss this, maybe it's something you're eating as well can cause headaches. I mean, I know dairy products, particularly late at night, can cause migraines. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Pizzas it was and cheese and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was one of those things. That the, I was kind of let go from the job. I wasn't being paid. I wasn't told I was let go. You know, it was a lot of different things happening. At but the you're starting time. a new job tomorrow, I believe. I am. I got a job as a... I'm going, I never thought I'd say it, but I'm going to be essential. I'm going to be a healthcare assistant. Well done to you. Well done to you, Joe. Good luck with the new job. And, and hopefully that will be the cure-all for everything. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.